Young podcast. We interview Canada's top amateur to pro female strength athletes. We do this to empower women to train and compete for strength sports. I'm Stephanie, owner of Defini Dance. I'm the artistic director and founding board member of Manitoba's first dance and fitness education company for people with disabilities. I'm third Manitoba strongman and Scottish Highland Heavy Games athlete as a heavyweight. You can follow me on YT and IG. Just look up Thick Stephanie or Pantastic The Dancer. I'm always offering free tutorials of the dance. If you like to shake that ass and you want uh, some curvy tutorials, then check me out. They're free. Um, today's episode is all about how to create a program that works for you it's March. We're in a lockdown. All of us sisters are locked down in our house. We're trying to train by ourselves. We need a system. So I have the lovely, amazing Sue. I call her sweet Sue. Susie. She's so beautiful and sweet. Sweet Sue, like a southern. She's like a southern belle. I'm telling you, she's so sweet and gentle. Um, yeah. And what's her Instagram, girl? It's uh, Sue Cooks and Lifts. <laughs> she had a food truck of deliciousness no wait you still have a food truck what am i saying had yeah yeah um what's it called it's called one of a tie ah that's what i thought one of a tie how'd yeah. you come up with that business name girl um okay so one day the guys and i were just playing poker <laughs> on a friday night <laughs> And then we're just like talking about like, cause I was like opening up my food business and I just didn't know what to call it. And then we're playing poker and I was like thinking, you know, like four of a kind, but then also, and then I was like, you know what, what about one, you know, of one of a kind, one of a kind, but one of a tie. Cause it kind of rhymes, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and it just happened. We just ended up, I was playing poker and then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to call my business one of a tie. And everyone's like, okay yeah you know that sounds good and it just caught on and that was how we that's how nice. I got my name <laughs> it's so funny because I never address people with their normal names because I always do bad names but man can I insta like remember people's Instagram so I love when it's like catchy like when yeah. the Thai I love Thai food man I just love Asian food period like like <laughs> I go to food court and it's like it's screaming out to me like Manchu walk I'm like oh, right? the smells the variety and there's subway beside it and I'm like this is too white for me like if anyone's ever gone to like a social with like Asian food yeah or like a Spanish social oh yeah oh my god so back to that in a second but yeah so um like I said it's March so we're going to talk about today with Sue uh upping your training game so how do you now how like so let's say you're in your routine it's going really well and you're feeling pretty good, but you're like, how do, I, how do I up it without getting too crazy, you know, and staying still consistent? So Sue is a personal trainer at Anytime Fitness. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, yeah, so she's got amazing tips for us. And uh, like I said, if you are in the Yukon, um, you can come no. check her out. No? Why <laughs> do I think territories. Huh? <laughs> Yellow Northwest Territories. <laughs> what? Oh, you know what? I know why. Because there's two people I follow that or remind me a lot of you they're both heavyweights and uh, yeah. I was, she's I, I don't know anyways yeah so now you know where she actually is <laughs> uh, the universe is like be humbled okay you know, <laughs> um yeah so like I said thank you guys for listening in 
you can listen in to the end and you will hear exciting news and tips and her real life story of how she entered into strength sports. So yeah, thanks for being on my show today. Oh, um, I'm actually, so back to this whole food thing, I'm actually curious because, um, how, how did I find out about you? I think I saw you on some Instagram post for the strongman comp in Manitoba. Yes. You're the reason why I do strongman. So that's why I wanted to see you because I found a picture of you. That's a long time ago. I don't remember, but I was trying to do strongman competitions and then I found this newspaper article and sorry if I totally failed this because I couldn't find it when I looked again, but you had. Uh, you had a restaurant uh, like a not a restaurant like not even a bistro but like kind of like canteen in one of the arenas right and they yeah. were like we don't want python you want chicken fingers and you're like bro yes i <laughs> the shit why do you want burgers they're like can't you just yeah. make us a burger bro yeah food. and you're like well screw that bitch and then you <laughs> start your own food truck which i think is so fucking badass so i want to know more man i want to know more about that yeah for a very long time yeah uh, so okay so We've been in the curling club for like five years and it was a new, we had, we're dealing with a, a different guy, a different guy who was the president at the time. And he was just like, yeah, you know, come, come, um, do your Thai food in this canteen. It's like a little tiny, like space, like literally <laughs> four to five people can only fit in this space, but we made it I'm work. Suck in. Yeah, totally. <laughs> come on now. You know, I was like. All no, right, so pretty much, it's kind of like a food truck. It's kind of like a food truck, right? Yeah. So anyway, so we were there for five years. We made a name um, for one of a tie. We actually brought people into that curling club. Like nobody goes into the curling club for any reason except for curling. And <laughs> and the fact that we were there, there's a lot of people that actually knew about it. Nobody knew about the curling club. So we pretty much got that name out there. Yeah. And then, so after the five years, then there's a new president that came in. So he's an older fella, you know, he was just like, he, <laughs> he's so you know, polite, sweet Sue. <laughs> older. Yeah, older fella. So he's like, but he's always been curling there and stuff. And, but I don't know, all of a sudden he just had a problem. He's just like, well, we're just going to have a meeting because, well, first of all, they want to increase our rent, which I didn't have a problem with because I kind of, you know, I was like, okay, well, obviously five years with the same rent and I get it. You need to increase it, which is fine. Um, but then also he starts talking about my menu and then he's like, oh, well, um, you know, some of us here are, you know, when we are curling instead of going next door, which is literally like five seconds away because the hockey rink right beside us. He's like, instead of going for us to go next door to get a hamburger, why can't you also make hamburgers down here as well? And I was like, um maybe because our kitchen is small and you already know that our kitchen's small like how am I supposed to make Thai food which is different from any other anywhere else and then you just want a cheap ass you know hammer like what the hell I was like no no I was and then I thought it over I like I thought it over and I was like hey do I actually really want to you know change my whole menu so I can satisfy this old man and make him a hamburger and fries and I'll and then I was like oh and then my cousin and I were talking about like hell no we are not gonna do that like, yeah I was like you know what it's either you continue to have me here and to do my own thing or I am I am leaving so I was right. like this is it I am leaving and then the fact that he was just like 
oh, everybody else is um, thinking the same. Why aren't you offering other dishes? And you know what the funny thing is? Holy. We actually talked to the people on the board of the committee and nobody had a clue that he was going to talk to us about this. And I was like, really? They're like, yeah, he went on his own and got like, you know, other, like whatever him, whatever the city or whatever involved. And nobody knew that people on the board of the Kernel Club were like, uh okay why are they leaving and yeah and because of him so this is a bit off the topic but i mean i've been teaching dance and fitness in rural areas for a long time and i can say it's pretty white it's pretty conservative and i've been trying to i've spent the last 12 years of my work trying to get cultural dance um in rural areas because it's mostly like you know bokorama and just like you know winnipeg um and it's hard man it's hard and I can get grants that's not a prompt there's people interested but mm-hmm. you know it's like this silent thing no one's ever said it right um but the the, the behavior speaks right there's red tape so I always have like you know someone who's like a, a board manager or a community representative who approaches me says you know I love your work I love what you represent I love who you are and I really want to you know I want to see our kids you know be exposed to culture and, you mm-hmm. know, they're homeschool kids or small town kids. I was a small town kid. So, yeah. you know, coming to the city, I definitely was culturally illiterate. And I've spent my whole 20s, you know, entrenching myself in cultural education. And um, I can't imagine my life without it, you know, and I miss it with the lockdown. I don't have any exposure to cultural food. I don't have any exposure to cultural dance. And I miss it like crazy. I mean, oh. virtually, yes, but it's just not the same. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think, I think like, um that must, I feel like that must have been really hard for you. It must have been hard because it wasn't you, you know, your food was good. It was successful. It sounds like people liked it from what I, what I did with my research, but, but it's like, it's interesting because food trucks are really expensive to start. So I think that's pretty badass that you like, we're like, well then. So, so what do you, how have you still been able to reach your Patreonage? I ever say the page, you know, what I'm trying to say, um, how do you like still been able to work in the community with the food truck? Talk, talk to me about that transition. Um, oh, I forgot to mention you guys. So the reason why I'm interviewing, she's like a heavyweight strongman. Um, she's actually just started in powerlifting. She plays a ton of sports and has really interesting hobbies, lots of accomplishments. She's going to list that in a second, but, um, she's, she's, there's more than meets the eye and she's unique. And I think she's representing her, her community and being a voice where there isn't a voice. And I respect the hell out of that because I know how hard that is. So anyways, talk to us about that transition girl purchasing that food truck uh, yeah so what was the transition because actually when I first opened at the canteen I actually had a food trailer so it was just literally I had my truck I have this trailer that only fit three people some tiny little dinky um like one burner one one grill like a tiny grill um we had to make shift everything like it was so crazy I can't believe we made it work but then um after the five years that when we were pushed out of the pretty much I would say pushed out of the curling club yeah. um we're like well hell I am going to get me an upgrade a freaking badass food truck that is a freaking better kitchen than the one I had anyways down at the curling club and yeah so we just took that and then just made it grow we took it to festivals we like crazy lunch hours like crazy people are people were, I'm not going to lie, but there was actually, a, when I first like launched my food truck and stuff like that, we actually had, um, 
to the point where there was like other restaurants there one in particular was complained to the city actually and they're saying you know like you know we shouldn't be there or there shouldn't be one more than one food truck whatever but now we're all spread out it's all good now but I mean at the same time I'm telling people like people choose to go where they want it's not like I said hey come here you know so another thing is like so because I'm a country kid I went to lots of socials growing up right and Mm. (laughs) I'm gonna offend so many people I'm pretty sure that that crowd doesn't listen to this podcast, so it should be fine. But uh, like I used to go to like all these socials and just growing up, like going to white little Baptist churches and shit. Like there always be like sandwiches, like rye bread and, and deli meat and cheese. And I was yeah. like, this is so fucking boring. Like the diet I grew up with was so fucking boring. Yeah. But my my older sister and brother, they're like we're half brother sisters. They're Chinese, and so I did have that. Yeah, that's why I'm down with the panda. I always that's had pandas cute. growing up, like stuffed animals, because like, right? And with like the like fortune yeah. cookies. Yes, that's why I love you for that. I want to get a matching one with you so we can be like, oh my God. Yes. Totally got it. But I anyways, got you, girl. Honestly, after this, we just send me your address. I'll send you an Udi. Oh my God, I love you. Okay. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we should like do like duo TikTok videos. <gasps> and, oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna take a song. Okay, fuck guys, we're gonna post it. And you got it. Oh, you got it. Oh, I just got an idea. Okay, so every month I do a contest. What month is it? March. Okay, so March. We're gonna do a TikTok dance challenge. I just got the dog all hyped. Dog's like, oh shit. <laughs> um, I'm gonna post it, you guys, and I'll give you guys a prize if you do a really good TikTok dance. Uh, do it with us. Do join in on the video. Sue's Sue's like on that. I'm actually the one who told Sue to do it, <laughs> and then I didn't even do I'm it. Totally I'm totally on it. Totally on it. I'm I'm gonna be on it though. Now there we go. Done. Sealed. Mm. Done. Dog. Stop it. I love you. Okay. So anyway, I know. <laughs> what the mm. heck was I saying? I'm totally distracted by this dog. I know. Now. Sorry. I'm like, huh? Squirrel. ADD. Um. So let's start with the questions then. Okay. Okay. He only barks. He hears a sound and he'll just bark, but because uh, you're the second mom, person now to have mom dogs is, barking. His mom's, on a, his mom's on a date right now, so I have to watch the dog. <laughs> Your mom's on a date? No, the dog's mom. The dog's mom. Oh, <laughs> my cousin. My cousin. What? Tell me more. But no, I just like so when I got the social thing. First time I went to a social that had like Spanish food, I was like, this is how people should live. And I could never go back to like a white social. I just get so bored and offended. Right? Oh my God. Music. I'm like, I can't do this. Sorry. Baptized in truth um, no. and righteousness um, of culture. So, um, so question number one, as the uh, only heavyweight strongman slash power lifter uh, and food truck owner and personal trainer, in where where you're at where you live right now um where where did you draw your inspirations from um to you know go on this multifaceted path oh that's a good question um okay (laughs) so yeah so when i first started training like i just wanted to obviously i obviously when you know you first start working out you just want to you know lose weight and like just stuff like that right and then also like when I got introduced into like actual like lifting, like learning how to squat, bench, deadlift, 
um, that's when I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is life-changing. This is awesome because, you know, trying to freaking like deadlift a certain amount of weight at that time, like this was probably in like, um, 2014, when I first, you know, really, really got into it. And then, um, and then just seeing other people and I didn't really even follow like a lot of like powerlifters or anything, um, until recently, but I just kind of like did my own thing. And then like 2016, I was like talking to this lady, um, she's a trainer at another gym. And I was like, you know, we're talking about powerlifting and I was like, Hey, would you ever want to, you know, like go into powerlifting competition? Like, I think she was about almost like she's either like in her fifties or turning into her fifties at that time. And she's just like, she's like, Oh yeah, you know, I would love to get into powerlifting. And a lot of people I talked to would go powerlifting, but for some reason, nobody, but nobody took that step to actually do it. You know what I mean? Like we all like train, like, you know, lifting, but nobody did it. And I said to myself, well, I'm going to train myself and I am going to actually do it and start competing because nobody in and Yellowknife was actually doing it. So I was like, you know, I, I'm going to start, I'm going to start it off. So I left the, that gym that I was working at, I went and started training on my own, started doing, and then all of a sudden I saw, um, Anna, Anna, Ladisima, I think she, um, I think you follow her. She's, a uh, she's Ryan, Ryan and Anna. They do strongman competition. She's like the little tiny Filipino girl. Familiar. It's hard, especially because I've been recruiting for the podcast. I look at so many people's yeah. feet and just meshes together. <laughs> so anyway, so this little Filipino girl, I went to high school with her and I saw that she was like, oh, uh, okay. yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And her, her husband is like, um, does the, the comp- compete as well. And then yeah, I just yeah. saw her and she was like, oh, I'm training to compete in my first strongman um, competition, which is in Steinbach and da, da, da. I messaged her immediately and I was just like, girl, I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? She's like, strong man. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> and she's like, oh, this is da, 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 right. She's telling me about it. And I'm like, girl, I'm like, I'm like getting yelling life. I'm like, I, w- I want to join you. I want to do this. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah. Send me, so she sent me the link. She's whatever. I emailed everybody and I got in contact with them. Next thing you know, I'm in my first, um, strong man comp. The, the, is it Novus? Is that how you say it? Novus? No, yeah, like so yeah so it was in Steinbach and then there's my first one and you know I don't have any strongman equipment here there's no there's no um we didn't have any um yokes we didn't have any what do you call those um lo- logs yokes and axle bars and all that you know and the and the and the the big oh my god my brain um what do you call that with the big stones atlas stones oh atlas stones yeah yeah yeah. i was like what is that big stone so anyways i end up going um my first one and then um i end up coming like i end up um coming in second like i just lost by like two points i don't even know how i did it i just did it i was like okay now this is addicting you know and the fact that and what really really motivated me was that um to doing strong strong man you don't have to be a certain, like for me, myself, I didn't have to be a certain weight. I didn't have to cut weight. I didn't have to wear, like, you know, a, I was really self-conscious, like about wearing a singlet and all that yeah. stuff, you know, powerlifting, right? So yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, you, don't, you mean you don't have to wear a singlet? You mean you can wear just shorts and your t-shirt and just, you know, whatever, right? And I was just very like, oh man, I love the sport. And then I ended up doing four, I ended up doing four, but then all of a sudden I was like, 
and, and I'm just going to continue like where how I got into powerlifting because I met um, one of my shows that I did in Regina, um, Tana, Tana Stevens. So, yeah, I'm interviewing her. She's going to be on the show too. Oh, is she? Yeah. So yeah. she's my coach now. And oh, it was yeah, crazy yeah. because when she met me, when I did the Regina one, the adrenaline um, competition there, um, everyone was probably like, who is this freaking Asian chick from Yellowknife? Because I like, so honestly, I was so close to beating their top. Um, everyone was talking about um, Jill. Can't remember her name, but she's like the bodybuilder there. She's uh, like Bartlett. Right Am I wrong? Bartlett? Jill something. I can't remember. But anyways, everyone That's was talking about them. Yeah, but they're like, oh yeah, she's the girl. She's going to win it all, this and that. I was like sitting there while they're talking to me. And I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah I honestly was like two two points away from getting to beating her and it was just such a rush but then um and then Tanya just approached me and she's like hey she's like come to my gym my uh, metal um the next day and she's like I want to introduce you so I met like uh was it Tracy yeah Tracy and then her, and it was so crazy. Yeah, I'm interviewing like, her too. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. I show. met all of them. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn, this is crazy. And then, yeah, and I end up making her my coach and then getting into powerlifting. And then, you know, and I was like, dude, I'm like, yeah, I'm like a, you know, plus size, but I'm going to get powerlifting. I'm going to wear the singlet. I'm going to rock it. I didn't even, you know what I mean? Like I was at well, first, I was- all of those things about you is what inspired me. So keep going. Yeah. <laughs> and I freaking did it like I just I like girl when I walked into the the Manitoba the brick house one so when I did my first yeah. powerlifting and you got all these people like in there and they're just you know what I mean they, they're not my they're not my size they're just like whatever yeah. and I'm just like I don't care I'm gonna wear the singlet and I'm just gonna go and then all the single ladies and the fact that <laughs> no, like because I I walked in there it's funny because I walked in there with my anytime fitness sweater I don't know if they saw the yellow knife part but they probably didn't know but they're probably thinking oh because I'm from a commercial gym and not yeah. like maybe like a you know a powerlifting yeah. strongman gym yeah, so yeah. kind of like they didn't nobody really talked to me they just kind of like it was just my cousin and I they just you know I was warming up I think when I when I started warming up I can still I can kind of see people's staring that you know I was like warming up at for my squats like 365 like this is my warm-up and everyone's I, like no we had a conversation about it didn't we when we were working out at brick house and if I'm wrong I'm wrong I'm not trying to take credit but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure let's imagine it that we had a conversation and it was about powerlifting because I was looking into it too at the time before I got pregnant oops um <laughs> it was about, no, I was planning to powerlifting so strongman in 2020 people um yeah. I was training for it shit mm-hmm. anyway I'm pretty sure we talked about it because I was like, I would tell you all the time, I'm like, your lifts are fucking insane. Your den squat is insane. You're like, no, sweet Sue, no. Yeah. And then I told you what the the Nash, because I was looking it up and I wasn't for sure, for sure. Yeah. I was like, yeah. And I said, dude, you're already doing like the, the pro nationals weight. And you're like, no, no. And I'm like, dude, you should do it. I mean, like you're like, I saw you train with me and I was just, oh, I was blown away. And I mean, my, like just a small amount of time I spent with you, my like, form improved so much and I was like dude you're so good you just don't realize it because that's the thing too is we're not around people who are telling you that or encouraging you that you just compare yourself um and this is why you inspired why like probably reason why I got into is because I can relate to you on so many levels so for me I've always been extremely athletic and I've always like you know had a pretty good diet and I I started having eating disorder when I was 
eight um, because I was always really tall, taller than the boys. I was thicker, I was more muscular. I actually got made fun of my gym teacher in elementary school because I had such a muscular back. But because I was disabled, I just couldn't do gymnastics because I had like scoliosis and my hip pain yeah. and stuff. I just couldn't, yeah. you know, and asthma. And so I just got bullied a lot. Got bullied by phys ed teachers. I got bullied by my Damn. boy. And I was more of a tomboy. And my stepdad, like, I don't care. We don't have a relationship. I'm going to say it. Yeah, but mm-hmm. he used to call me fat. And so I wasn't fat. I was skinny and so I started that's actually what caused the weight gain as I messed with I just traumatized the hell of my hormones because I started uh like binge eating but I didn't know what yeah. any of that was right as a small town kid is by myself I actually started calling in sick to school because I was so ashamed of my looks and I I used to hate wearing shorts I think it was around 10 because even my grandfather so a lot of the men that I was around with my life and my family my uncles uh grandfather would call me fat and it's crazy because I look at pictures of myself as a kid and I was like I was like, mm-hmm. not that a problem but I'm just saying yeah like, I mean I like you just said I could never even when I was like a bodybuilder speaking I was skinny I still felt fat I still covered up in hoodies I never like let my clothing out and as a dancer you know I've always been bigger I'm taller than the guys and I've just never felt like I just fully expressed myself or be me I was also stronger than the guys too in dance so yeah. I started like you know lifting girls and I just like, I remember watching strongman videos of wrestling as a kid. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. You know, I want to do that kind of stuff that like, that looks really exciting, but you know, doesn't exist in Canada or didn't know about it or didn't have that exposure. So I always did like you, like, cause I know you do basketball and volleyball, you do all those kind of sports. And I did a yeah. lot of cardio sports and I danced, I did triathletes, like all the different kind of things, but that's not where my genetics were, but I didn't have, it's, it's, it's representation, right? You talk about that with people at college time. So true. It's like, you need representation. And that's why. I admire you and respect you so much because you didn't have that and you trailblazed. And because of you, even if you don't see it right now, so many more women are going to like join the sports and train because like you said, it's, it's heavyweights and other sports. Like I, like I love bodybuilding and training, but I was like, I've had kids. I just, I don't want to do that. I just, I'm not motivated. I don't want to, I don't want to cut, you know, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to train. I want to train hard as fuck. And yep. I want to take my diet and my, my fitness seriously but I don't want to, I don't want to go through those things again. Yeah. It's not even about laziness or time. Like I don't explain. It's just mentally. I just don't yeah. want to go. There no, again. I feel you. Totally. It's just, it wasn't healthy for me. Whenever I go down the route, it just, it, it triggers eating stores. It's just not a good, it's yeah. not a good thing. So, you know, yeah. I needed something where I could be me, be strong, feel confident and powerful. And I yeah. never used to train in shorts in the gym or anything. And my brick house, like that's when I started doing that stuff. And it was because of strong man. And it's because I don't, like I said, I don't, remember how I saw your photo but it led me to all these things and I will always appreciate and respect and be so grateful for that because my whole financial life has turned around my everything my whole life has completely changed for the better and I and it's in a relation to strong man and it's because I saw you so I really want to get to the show just to say thank you for being you because when I was a trainer I stopped being a personal trainer because I got called fat by my peers in the gym and commercial gyms and yeah. I was like, I'm a size four, dude. Like, there's no way I can, I'm not even healthy because I'm this small. I shouldn't be this small. And it actually broke me and I quit. And that's when I actually put on a ton of weight. I was like, I can't do this anymore. You were and I walked away. Four and they were, yeah, I was size four is 175 pounds. Yeah. Uh, I was a size small, I was small. And they told me I was obese. And I was, that's when I was in school for law enforcement and security. Oh my God. And I was one of the only two, three girls in the whole class that was a woman. And um, the sergeants called me fat, my uniform. And um, I just, a lot of verbal abuse on my weight my whole entire life. I was like, if I'm a size fucking four, 
I'm a vegan eating 1200 calories a day. And I literally killed my organs. I fucked up my hormones, my adrenal glands. Okay. If I did all of that and I'm still not good enough, fuck it. Then I was like, fuck it. I'm not fucking doing it again. And the only time I've ever felt powerful, happy, confident, strong is fucking strong men. And, um, I'm not where I want to be for powerlifting yet, but I will be. And I'll, and that's my next goal. But yeah, yeah like it, you know, people are like, oh, how can you walk around wearing that? I'm like, cause why the fuck should I be ashamed out of everything I've done right. in my life and my kids? Like, fuck yeah. you. Like yeah. bottom of the top, you know what I mean? Um, but I just like all the things you do in your life and I watch your videos and guys, if you have not seen your videos on Instagram, lots of great workout ideas, inspired as hell. You have a really strong core, like your planks, all the workouts you do. Those were hard for me when I was that bodybuilder and I was really fit. So she's like, I think you're fit as fuck. And that's once again, is like, I think there's so many women who have such unhealthy relationships with body image, even if they're thin, like gorgeous, healthy women who just think they're ugly. And it makes me so sad. And I just think like, you're, you're such an inspiration because you just live your life and you just do you and you're proud and you should be fucking proud. I think you're beautiful inside and out. You know what I mean? So when I saw your, your, like, as I follow you and I saw you like, you know, posting about your singlet and being confident, like that girl that melts in my heart like butter, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was beautiful. It made me want to do that more. So yeah, like, I don't know, man, like, thank you for being you. And so uh, I wanted to touch on like with this part of your path, like, you know, you mentioned being Thai, you know, being only Thai girl at the time, you you know, starting yeah. to so being from a culture that, you know, um, I, I don't know a ton about Thai culture, so I'm hoping you're going to educate me, but okay. I mean, I feel like it's more traditional, you know, women have more traditional roles. I could be wrong. Don't know. Um, so like you joining into, you know, strong man and your journey, um, how does, how does your family support it? Do they support it? How has that changed your family around you? Like, what's your feelings on, you know, culture and strong men in terms of being, uh, you know, Thai? Yeah. Okay. So, um, me lifting weights, my mom, she honestly, she did like, she didn't approve. Um, she always says, you know, you got to stop lifting heavy. You're going to hurt yourself blah 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 like she would not like she would not support it anything like that and then all of a sudden my mom she uh she got my cousin gave her got her onto facebook (laughs) she saw my videos she started seeing my videos and then all of a sudden she just started like the first time that i actually knew that my mom was actually proud when she saw one of my videos she actually showed her friends and she was like this is look at my daughter look at my daughter look what she's she's doing like what she's lifting i was like I was like, what? Excuse me. I was like, oh my gosh, she, she's never like, she's never done that. She's never supported it, you know. Like, just because she always thought, like, you know, she, well, obviously I'm her only daughter, you know, and she just didn't want me to get hurt. But she always, uh, she never understood why I did, I do what I do, like yep. why you lift, you know, heavy weights, things like that, right? Now that she actually came, she comes to my competitions, like that she never because she never watches me play sports so she's like oh whatever you know this and that like she'll come once and then that's like you know whatever but she actually like came down supported me like oh my god it was so crazy like when I went down to um um when I did the humble competition and she was there and she was just like so proud and just loved it like I just when she was hearing me like oh my goodness you lifted this much you know things like that and like I honestly never thought that day would actually come because, you know, and the fact that 
she is starting to lift weights now at the gym like she's coming in she's 65 years old um you can see her show like um go do some overhead presses you see her doing the hack squats you see her like oh my gosh and everyone's like i, I never thought that she would work out ever like she because she always tells me you know don't lift so you know don't work out yeah. or don't lift or anything so, yeah. so yeah and then my whole family though the rest of my family they're so proud like my like my cousin's kids so I call them my niece and nephews um they are so proud that they actually like they'll like come watch me compete if I go to Manitoba or you know and then they'll mimic what I do and they just say oh you know auntie you're so strong and this and this oh my god you're so strong (laughs) yeah and then like auntie you're so strong and every time I go visit they're like lift me up lift me up or you know things like that so cute like, cutest thing I'm like yeah and my my uncle my aunts they just yeah they never they always encouraged me everybody always cheered me on and and also like honestly I wish like my brother like you know who I wish he was still here but I know that if he was he would have been proud because um back then I remember him he was into um, bodybuilding and things like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And when I told him, like, when I went on this, like I was on a weight loss journey, I've always, always been on a weight loss journey, just like how you were saying. Um, But my body, I don't know what it is. Like I'll lose, I'll lose weight. And then it just like comes back. I lose weight. You know what I mean? I was going to say, um, I always tell people I'm a bear and I always say my husband's a lucky bitch. Cause like he has five women that he's married to depending on like the, the month of the year. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, meat size 12 stephanie meat size 18 stephanie you know what i mean totally. so you, don't, you don't even need to date anyone else bitch like you got me and yeah uh, <laughs> yeah but, um wasn't say about your relationship oh yeah a couple comments forget so um and then keep talking if there's something that you still want to say on that because mm-hmm. um i've always when i watch your videos i'm like oh i wonder if that's your cousin her mom or people lifting with her but it's like strong men like helps you take control of your life and inspire people around you and i feel like I think that it's so amazing that you're part of a commercial gym because traditionally commercial gyms and, and the, the thought of a fitness trainer, like when I was trying to, I'm not trying to make this about me, but when I was getting my fitness certification, when I first started out with YMCA, they didn't yeah. want to give it to me. And, and they'll never agree. They'll never say they said this, but they did. The head trainer said, we don't want to give you it until you lose weight. And this is when I was, like I said, a size four. I still was not seeing yeah, it. That's crazy. And even though I was certified up the ass and I was an amazing trainer and I was like, they wouldn't give me a management job. They wouldn't let me lead certain classes, like step classes, because they're like, you don't have the image. No. So, oh my God. I'm not even fucking shitting you. I have so much disdain for commercial gyms, probably in my mouth for the rest of my life because yeah. of those experiences. So I just think it's really cool that you're in a commercial gym because women need people like you and trainers because you are legit. You are strong. This yeah. whole myth of like you're a certain weight, you can do certain lifts or exercises. It's like you said, it's like, because we've been we've seen those images our entire life. Like you never think you can do these things, right? Like oh, that's what I'm definitely. trying to say. Yeah. But I can guarantee in your gym, you can outlift any girl. Like guaranteed. Yeah, honestly, I'm yeah, not gonna indeed. lie. Like, not even any girl. Like in Yell, it's pretty much in Yell Knife, not just even the gym. But that's what I guess makes me stand out more. And plus, honestly, I'm almost forty. I'm almost forty. And I don't look it though. 
<laughs> Thanks, girl. And um, that's why it even makes me like even more to just keep training, right? The older I get, the stronger I'm going to get. And that's my goal <laughs> anyways. And like, and the fact, I know you're talking about like, um, you know, becoming a personal trainer. I had that thought too. And I was like, I was so nervous. I was like, I can't believe I'm, I want to become a personal trainer just because I know yeah. what I'm going through, what I'm going through. I want to help other people who are going through. And I was so nervous when I got the, you know, I got the job, um, at Anytime Fitness and, and, um, I just like, I can't believe how much clients I received. Like I'm getting, I have like clients that I've had for now since I started. So it's been like about I don't know, almost two years, almost two years and stuff that hung on to me still because they believe in me and I've had new clients because of other, what other people, you know, well, think. you produce results. And that's the thing is like, yeah. when I was a trainer, I produced results. And then when my clients would show their friends, the picture of me, they'd be like, that's your trainer. Like, she's not even like, gonna, you should fire that's- her. I got a skinny trainer. Like she would tell yeah. me, like, constantly tell me these things, which is fucked up. And she'd be yeah. like, they'd be like, um, but what she's doing is like help me more than any other trainer I've ever hired. So yeah. it's like, yeah, like I, I, cause I worked with a lot of wealthy, like Caucasian women and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, real estate agents, people like that. And, and like, just even comments, like, I want to go back to your relationship with your husband because comments like, um, this wasn't even said to me that long ago. And I was like, wow, bitch. It was a, as a girl I used to dance with. And she was like, oh, you're so lucky you have Mark. And it's like, why? Cause I'm plus size. Like what? Um, yeah. Excuse me. Uh, you're welcome to him. Like I know what I bring to the table, bitch. And um, so it's just like my value isn't changed because I'm heavier because I've had kids. And actually, that's why I didn't want to have kids because I, I I knew that it would change my body, and I knew that you know I'd probably never look the same unless I like plastic surgery. And um, then it's just like I don't give a fuck. And like for me now, I just want to like uh like with the whole teaching the dance and fitness thing. Like now I used to be really into teaching blessed and empower women in their bodies, but now I just really want to have a strong man gym. Like I really do. Like if I am like, I don't know if I like I ever want to go back into the commercial gym because it's 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 a like I'm so I'm so glad we've come that far. Like I'm so glad that you have this gym, that they support you and respect you and appreciate you because you produce results. Because I think it's something that still happens in the industry. Um and uh there's a lot of really great trainers that just are not represented, like based on their size or even athletes you know, heavyweight athletes. So I think it's, I think it's time, you know, and results speak. I mean, you've had so much success in such a short amount of time. So that's mm-hmm. going to lead to our other questions. Um, yeah. So like, what made you decide to become a personal trainer? Like, I know you briefly talked about, was there like a, like a catalyst moment, like a specific time where you're like, Hey, like, like you said, you know, yeah, it's not in science, but what made you be like, you know what? I don't care what people think I'm going to do this. Yeah. So what made me become a personal trainer? Okay. So backstory. Um, I was at another gym. It was more like a, like a CrossFit gym kind of thing. And yeah. And, um, and I was like loving it. That's when I was like, probably at my like fittest, probably not my strongest, but my fittest. Okay. So for my fittest was probably like, I was like 200 and 15 pounds. That's my fitness. <laughs> and I was feeling good. I was loving it. Like I was just, you know, um, doing the, those, you know, those workouts, like, you know, those hit workouts and stuff like that. And I just like fell in love with like, just trying to help people. And I really wanted, I honestly really wanted to like be a trainer there. Cause I know they were, you know, looking. And so I honestly thought 
I was like, okay, but I knew, sorry, I don't know if I'm coming home. Bam, bam. <laughs> so I knew that because of my, like, I didn't do Bam, bam. Gotta pull the uh, Flintstones voice, you know? Bam, bam. Get outside. Yeah. I named my toddler Bam, bam when he was a little kid because he's always banging and breaking shit. Yeah, this is, this is Bam, bam right now. This is like Bam, bam. So, yeah, so, um, She's gonna come in soon, but um, so back I'm in my living room because my husband's playing COD right now. So <laughs> Call of Duty, yeah. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So and then at the gym, okay. So I was like, I was really gung ho. I was like, and you know, I was like, hey, I heard you guys are looking for some trainers, not particularly personal trainers, because I just need someone to lead the class kind of thing. And I I know pretty much like all the like all the move you know all the moves and all the techniques that you know pretty much at that gym and then the guy the owner was like oh yeah yeah that'll be great you know um for you to become one but he didn't make it happen like he just kind of like oh yeah 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 enough right there I just knew I'm like I bet you because I am not like what I'm you know the the size or whatever right and then he ended up hiring he ended up hiring some girl who didn't even give a shit about people's form didn't give a shit about totally. yeah. yeah and oh my gosh that just that just totally like that's why that's yeah totally why I left too. Yeah. so so I just um you know I just like okay well luckily anytime fitness opened you know two years later so that's why I went to another gym trained um, on you know trained on my own and things like that and then, so when I went to the other gym, that's when I was like, yeah, I want to become a personal trainer because I don't care. Like I want to empower other women. I want to like help other people. I don't want people to get hurt. I want to work on their form. I want to be like, you know, to help people on the journey. Like I'm on my own journey. Like the underdog I- man that no one like believes in or, uh, thinks he can do it. Um, yeah, sorry. I'm yeah. just like emotionally triggered because it's just such a beautiful, powerful, like brave thing to do. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. so brave, man. Like, yeah. And then I just like thought, like, okay, well, and then I it was like, you know, talking to my cousin, talking to my husband. I was like, guys, do you think I can even do it? Like, I don't even know because I'm not the size that everyone thinks that you should be. What if people don't want me because they're like, Oh, she's a big girl, you know, this and that. But honestly, people up here, they don't care. I have clients that are like um, finance ministers of NWT, like lawyers, like top lawyers, things like that. And they're like, I want Sue. Like, I want Sue because she's, she's not their typical, you know, size, you know, zero, whatever girls like yeah. that, that, because they know that I'm real. Like, I will yeah. tell how it is. I, I will get you strong. I will get you, you know, things like that. You know what? It's like, so, once again, it's like genetics or genetics. And like, um, I, my only regret is that I wasted my 20s in the sense of like, I wish I did YouTube tutorials years ago. And yeah. it was literally like, I paid people to like record my promo videos. And then they were like, ah, they just sent me the point. like, I really don't think you should make this. I'm like, well, I didn't really get flattering angles. So even the fucking people who like took my videos, and this is like a long, like a long time ago, uh, would make those kind of comments. So it's like, you know, luckily the industry is like the opposite now, right? In the sense mm-hmm. of like, you know, they want real women out there. I'm not saying that if you're skating on real women, that's what I'm saying. We're stopping all triggered shit. I'm just saying that it's finally inclusive. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And it's like, you know, there's always going to be the odd hater of like, 
oh, this is the big thing too, is like the mindset then was like, well, how can you teach people healthy habits if you're not health, health, healthy yourself? And I'm like, once again, if the person's clearly unfit, that's one thing. I'm not talking about based on looks. I'm talking about what they produce in the gym. If they produce in the gym, they produce in the gym. Yeah. And that's why I started my own dance and fitness company because I just gave up on commercial gyms. And it was a good thing that I did that. And people always say to me like, Steph, man, like when I'd be working gyms, they'd be like, you should be running the place. And I'd be like, yeah, I know, but I've applied several times. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and and that's, I honestly think it was that because everything else was like overqualified. And uh, I lost weight again. And I tried to go back there again. There was still that mindset. Cause like the personal trainers, the people who ran the fitness programs were really skinny triathletes. And they had no idea about lifting your thing, like sports. Right? Just like, I'm like, why are you fucking talking about a subject you don't even know? Yeah. Like, it's so stupid to me. Like, you're giving me advice and like saying really stupid shit. <laughs> I always bring this story up because it's really funny. Like, mm-hmm. I got injured with a barbell and the guy that they hired as a manager was like this triathlete who should really just be like the cleaner of the place. I have no idea how he got a manager <laughs> job. But anyways, in the fitness center, but he was like, I fucking drop a barbell on my leg and dent my leg. And he's like, ask me what I ate that day. Like when he was doing the first date and like his report, I'm like, you're such a fucking idiot. Like mm-hmm. once again, that's such a body shaming fucking comment. What do you think I ate a fucking, like a chicken? I don't know. what do you think I ate? Like deep, deep fried chicken. And that's why I dropped a barbell on myself. Like, no, I dropped a fucking yeah. barbell on myself because I was being a dumbass and lifted too much weight. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my God. Rick. So yeah. So that's when I joined Rick House. That's when I was like, fuck this. Um, yeah. You know? And uh, yeah, I just refused to give a shit. And thank God for Instagram. I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I don't, I still get people who message me and this is offensive as fuck. You just have it on Facebook too, but they should be like, hey, I can see you're fat as fuck. Um, I'm a fitness trainer. Can I train you? I'm like, Oh my God. I told you this was a good way to get clients. I still, I don't get them often, but once in a while. And yeah. like if I use a hashtag like nutrition coach or something, I'm like, mother bitch. Because yeah. I used to do things before they were cool. Like before Vining was cool, TikTok was cool. I was like posting recipes and shit. And yeah. now I'm like, now it's cool. I'm like, I don't want to do it. But I'm like, I'll do it because I just want women like to see there's so many plus size women who would have never entered the gym and it would have never discovered how fucking amazing badass they were if it wasn't for people like you and for strongmen period period <laughs> period because they yes. will never be those step class bitches <laughs> right <laughs> i'll just fall on my face i mean i can dance but i can't do no step i mean shit no your place <laughs> just eat shit every time um okay so so what made you desire to pursue strongman um honestly kind of just, it, but... well because i will i honestly will I always told myself like, girl, I'm like, I am lifting heavy just to lift heavy, just so cut, you know, whatever. Right. So I told myself, I'm like, why don't I just go and use my lifting talents, I guess you call it and actually actually go into a sport that doesn't, you know, require you to be a certain uh, size or a certain weight or whatever. And you can just go in there and just do your thing. And that's why I got into strong. That's the thing like, about heavyweight. It's like once you get past certain weights, it's like you're just a heavyweight. I'm like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, yeah, you're just a heavy person. I'm like, yay. Heavy. And then also when you get into your 40s, you can go into a master class. 
That's I know, I'm right? <laughs> so fucking excited. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you started pursuing powerlifting, and because I, I'm interested in that too, like I understand, I'm thinking I can guess like the psychology of like why you want to do that. But is it just because your your squat and that deadlift is heavy as fuck because you're just so strong? <laughs> and your bench, guys, her bench for a chick. Oh, watch your videos. <laughs> Yeah. yeah well I got in I well like after strongman I just thought like you know I want to try I want to try um powerlifting it's just something I want to just have under my belt you know what I mean like you just like okay I've done the strongman now I want to try powerlifting to see what I can do and um yeah and I did it like I just because it's like because I know strongman it's a lot of endurance <laughs> it's a lot of heavy lifting endurance which is totally different from powerlifting oh yeah so powerlifting, you're just doing one rep one that's what max. works for me so good is because of my cardio background as a dancer that's why i find it really easy for me with strongman that i'm just naturally strong yeah um and i like it because it's more creative like powerlifting i like because it's like you know if you just do the work in the gym there's not it's, it's a pretty high unlikely that you won't meet your reps that you want to during competition right as long as you rest recover all those other principles of life but with yeah. strongman there's so many different um implement so many variables of what could go wrong so even if you've trained properly and you're strong as fuck and you're stronger than a competitor you just may lose but i feel like powerlifting is a little bit easier to just kind of climb that ladder in the sense of like do the work show up yeah. get her done i feel like yeah. strong is like way more complicated and like yeah, oh, you never, totally. you, you, the outcome is just like a farce sometimes you know yeah like, right, and there's then. like obviously you get you get more bruises you get more like in strongman you get this i love i love it though i yeah. mean like also I did, sorry <laughs> no i was gonna say like i saying you know getting bruises and stuff like i got like yeah. bruises on my leg i got bruises on my arms i got like my calluses ripped off <laughs> things like oh my that gosh. When you're yeah. i think also because um like the thing is too when people listen to this podcast they're like no and i'm like well it depends where you live like you know, like you said, access to equipment, access to competitions. So if yeah. you have a lot of equipment, you can't really train for all the different shapes and things that you lift, right? Like I've yeah. only done landmine and Viking presses with the barbells on the rack, which I showed you when we were together, mm -hmm. because we don't actually have that in any of the competitions here, but I want to train yeah. for it in case I ever do, you know? Yeah. So it's one of those things. I saw them someone real mad told that those were competitions before I started. So, but I haven't seen them yet. Like but I haven't seen them with the same um implements again so anywho um what was i gonna say so when you first started training for strongman and hitting the gym with heavy weights like what did your training look like because like i said you do so much sports and cardio you fish like you just you're just in general like an extremely active lifestyle i don't know why you don't have a thousand brands that you're repping because you're just amazing <laughs> so i really want to understand how you do breakdowns so, i mean it's nice that you work at gym because then you're just already there you know, it makes it so yeah. much easier to put your day. But yeah, break it down for your like uh, the progressive training, like how you got as strong as you did, and how you balance your cardio and heavy lifts. So yeah, so when I was uh, training for, um, like when I was training for strongman, I just kind of like mimic some of the moves that that it didn't have. For example, like a yoke, yoke. I don't have a yoke carry kind of thing. So all I did was load up four plates, uh, so four hundred five pounds on a barbell. And I just walked out with it, walked back, walked out, walked back. And that's pretty much what I did with 400, you know, try to mimic a yoke. Um, to do farmer carries, I took a trap bar, loaded that up and just walked with it. 
And also for Axel, I don't know how I did it with Axel. There was at another gym, they had a little tiny Axel bar. And I kind of just used that to try to press and then try to deadlift. And it was like this Axel bar was only like four, four feet. It was really tiny. I don't know how I did it, but I just mimicked everything. The only thing I didn't mimic was the stone. So I didn't know um, what to really, you know, how to do that. Um, and then for like, honestly, for cardio wise, I just like, like, I, like, I honestly, my cardio is actually not so bad. I love, like, I can sprint. I love sprinting when it comes to softball. Like I can run the whole base. Like, I don't know. I don't know how, where it comes from. I just sprint, <laughs> sprint my ass off. Sometimes I sprint so fast. One time I didn't make it to the finish line that I kind of tumbled because my mind was like, yes, girl, you got this. My legs like, oh no, you don't. And then, it, yeah, but that's, <laughs> that's where I get my cardio from. Like, before I even had, um, when I hired my uh, coach, Tanya. Um, so what I usually do is I go by percentage wise, like, for example, like whatever one rep max I hit, I would set a new, a new goal. So I set a target. And then if it's, for example, it's my deadlift. So on my deload week, I would like train myself to like, okay, well, my target say 400 pound deadlift. Um, then I would take like 400 and I'll only do 50% of that weight. So it'll be like super, you know, light. And then I would do like a four by 10 kind of thing. Right. And then the next week I would do a four by eight, but at a 55, 60%. So I kind of do percentage wise. So that's how I train my clients to get stronger because, you know, they'll be like, Oh, well, this is light. I'm like, it's light now, but when the week goes on, it's just going to get, you know, a lot heavier. It's you know same, yeah i mean you have to go i totally agree with you like you have to go from like a cardio endurance standpoint first yeah and then you're never compromising technique and you're never yes. hurting your and putting yourself at risk of mobility and from see i figured out that science without even realizing i had that science when i applied strongman because of training dancers because i always worked with dancers who you know were different right different yeah. body types weren't professional dancers didn't have years of muscle uh memory right and and strength mm -hmm. and i had to get them to certain places a certain amount of time and i'm like well if you've got to do x amount of acts you need to have x amount of stamina in the rehearsal so i had to figure that out and i also have always taught um kids and seniors and people who like i said like uh 
the underdogs, right? Like kids who don't have access to sports. So like, you know, recreation, but I always wanted, even though it was a recreation program, I wanted to give them pro coaching. I wanted to give them pro level programming, even though I get paid the same because I wanted those kids to have the same opportunity. I was like, it's not about how much money you make, right? You should be punished yeah. for that. And because my mom was single mom, I was a poor kid growing up. Like I was like, you know, what, what, what the fuck would happen if, if somebody believes in themselves and then they have the right programming, the right resources, even if you don't have access to crazy good nutrition, a lot of it's just, you know, programming science. So like you said, it's like, it's the cardio, it's the progressive uploading, but, yep. um, so what is like an average training day look like with you? How often do you work on your mobility exercises and the stuff you do with bands, right? Versus just your deadlift and squat. Cause I see, I see a huge amount of both, but I was just wondering how you slot that in your day and how many days you do each. So, um, so I train myself at least three to four times a week. Um, so I'll do like, so I have my compound, you know, your compounds, right? So one day would be like bench. So I would do my compound, my heavy lifts, and then I do accessories. Um, but I always, always make sure that, um, before and after I start, I always make sure I warm up really good. A lot of times people like, um, will think, okay, why, you know, I see a lot of them, they walk in the gym, they're cold. They just go to the, to the bench and they start, you know, getting the barbell and start repping it out so fast. And they think, okay, well, that's my warm up. I'm like, no, you're going to hurt yourself, you know, and they don't realize that. But for me, like, yeah, <laughs> like for me, yeah and I just, Ooh. for me, I got to make sure I warm up my body, you know, make sure my mobility is, you know, I'm good, like I'm flexible. So I take a good, like a 10, 15, like for myself, 10, 15 minutes um, to warm myself up. And then I go warm up on the bench and, you know, things like that. Right. Um, and then after same thing, I do another good stretch warm you know with either with bands um or just kind of like just on the floor and just like stretch it out um yeah yeah so I've also seen the extreme opposite of people doing like hit cardio rate before like over excessive and like mm -hmm. trained like that personally and professionally it's like you should in my opinion like doing heavy, heavy cardio before lift weights is not good. Like what no. I used to always do when I was a bodybuilder. And that's like, once again, if you're going to, like there was a track at the commercial gym I worked at. So I would run around the track and I, I was so fucking crazy. I was so obsessed with being skinny. Like in between each set when I was bodybuilding, I'd fucking yeah. run around this track as fast as I could, like a sprinter. Crazy. I'd wait, I'd be like, duk, 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 30 seconds and then hit another set. And that's not helpful. But anyways, that's how you burn fat. And that does work. You talk about anabolic and all these different things, which I know because you're a trader, you know about all this stuff. That works if you're bodybuilding. But when you're lifting fucking weights, it's a bad idea. You don't want to deplete your CNS. You don't want to do shit tons of cardio. You want to warm up everything. Your lungs, everything flowing nice and warm, nice and stretched. And a stretch, pre-stretch will tell you what your range of motion is, it'll, your body will give you kickback. It'll say, listen, you, you're not going there today, sister. And then that's fine. Totally. You'll go there yeah. and yourself, but you won't know that because you didn't fucking stretch and now you've hurt yourself. Like it's, 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 it tells you where you're at. And I'd have dancers who like, they'd come in, they couldn't fucking stretch. And I'm like, dude, what the hell did you eat last night? What have you been doing this week? Oh, Mr. I'm like, hey, well, we're not gonna be able to do it today. And I would just get annoyed because not because I care about how they look. Cause I'd be like, well, you're not gonna be able to finish the rehearsal and you're gonna get sick. So, you know, it's just about, you know, eating. And so going, I want to go into this now too, is um, I'm sure like I'd see your, your stuff you'd post. And I'm like, I want to eat the, like I always say, like, I wish I lived close to you. Cause I'd just be like, let's look ways and eat food. Um, your food looks so good, but um, working Thai nutrition and the science of that, 
um, instead of just like chicken breast and steak. I'm curious, like what meals, like your carb to macro micro ratios are and how you work your Thai food and that culture into training. Cause it's not like you see a lot of influencers that post Thai recipes and who are bodybuilders or who strongmen. So that's really unique. So I was just curious about that. Well, like I, well now, like I measure, I actually measure my rice. So I have like a, a like a measuring cup kind of thing, and like it's like one fourth. So I took two, two scoops of that for my carbs for my rice, and then I usually make something that has veggies. I always have to have some kind of veggie. If I don't like, I, that's why I see a lot of stir fries. Like I make a lot of stir fries. Yeah, I love like, stir fries. Yeah, and it's so it's like for me, it's simple, it's easy. So I would just like stir that up. You got my all my veggies that I love, and I just throw that in there and just eat that. And like, um, if I don't have my veggies or whatever then i'll just have like a kind of like a, just a salad but then i'll have my protein and my rice because i can't i cannot have rice you know it's like uh, rice i grew up on rice because my mom was married to a chinese dude my yeah. older brother have a chinese dad and so like i grew up on stir fry and rice i fucking love it okay is your finger on the microphone uh, you sound fish fully yeah so funny story you guys um we literally took like half an hour to try to start this freaking interview because we both had to unplug our headphones because the headphones were like rejecting us so we yes. apologize for the sound quality uh, <laughs> they were trying to stop us from this greatness um, no but that's okay we'll just make it work oh, okay. i don't know why it's just we're just having one of those technology days um uh yeah, so like you see a lot of rice and stir fry. And what's your feelings like? I do keto carnivore, so I do like a relatively low carb diet. I don't do that if I'm doing implements and strongman cardio. I do the carb. Sorry, you will die. I can't do yeah. it. So, what's your thoughts on that as a trainer? Because I know this is always like taboo and controversial, and you know, people are either on one side. So, what's your what's your take on that, man? I'm like being on keto, or well, just yeah, and then just eating carbs. You oh, know, just eating like rice. what's your feelings on it? Yeah. And do not, do not eat twelve hundred calories because that you are not a child. I tell that to so many people <laughs> that if you have to increase your calories, um, you know, as well, because a lot of people think like, okay, well, I need to eat twelve hundred or less. And I do have clients. I just think are, that's insane. Yeah, it's insane. like I used to do fifteen hundred as a bodybuilder, and like every personal trainer dude I dated would be like, "What you're consuming, you need to eat like three thousand. And I did lose weight when I was doing the 3000. What screwed up my metabolism was I would, I would, I would do it. And then, and somebody would say it's fat or something. And then I'd be like, okay. And then I'd go into like 1500 reduction. And it just, yeah, yeah it makes you sickly people. Like don't do it. Yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like uh, when I was pregnant with my second, like the whole time I wanted to throw punch all the nurses. Cause like I'm in the hospital and they're constantly checking my son for diabetes. I'm like, why the fuck are you checking in for diabetes? You know, I'm not diabetic. I, they didn't believe me. These nurses in the fucking hospital. And I'm like, my doctor told you to your face and I'm telling you to your face that I am not diabetic. Don't fucking give me all this high sugar shit and try to test me and fuck with my insulin and fuck with my kid. I like in his insulin, I refused. I refuse. Oh, sure. I'm not doing your glycemic in drink. Fuck right off. Oh, what about the baby? I'm like, if you're so concerned, do blood work. Blood work comes back perfect. Okay, now get out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> right? So like I said, unless you have, and carbs is really just sugar, right? Starches. So it's like, unless you're diabetic, 
Like, and, and I honestly think that that cutting that to an extreme is actual causes. And there is science to that that causes like heavy weight gain is too little or too heavy yeah. carbs. I think oh. eliminating out of your diet completely is just stupid. I just don't yeah. think it's like natural. If you study any ancient cultures, all of them had some carbs in their diet. The only ones yeah. that were really unhealthy is when they started to like introduce like white refined sugar and high sugar diets. Yeah. And you and took away fat. Look at the Asia, Asian countries. They're freaking skinny as fuck, but yet they and eat, they eat noodles of, every fucking they noodle, day. They eat rice, <laughs> they eat, you know. <laughs> so noodles. you cannot blame like rice and noodles and stuff like that on like weight gain. It's just honestly, if you're eating too much, yeah, one thousand percent. It's a simple. People understand keto, all these things. It's calorie reduction. Fasting is calorie reduction. Really? It's yeah. calorie reduction. That's all it is. Yeah. And people are like, whoa, it's, I'm like, no. Did you stop drinking? It's calorie reduction. Yes. Yes. Fuck. Okay. Did you stop eating cake? Calorie reduction. <laughs> like it's like uh, it just proves it's like Eddie Hall. He's not diabetic. He's heavy. He's strong. Right. He's a strong man. And it's like, what did you see his diet before before he did protein shakes? It's like, um, it was like heavy carb, heavy, heavy, heavy carb. And and also it's like um the guy this is a fact. This I want to hear your opinion on this too. Um, because I'm sure at some point someone's been like, Hey, herbalife, um, people and bodybuilders, a lot of reason why a lot of these guys die, because they're doing too much artificial protein powder. Our yeah. body doesn't know what the fuck it is. It doesn't digest it well. It sits in us. It, it's hard in our liver. Not good. People are like, no, protein's hard in your liver. I'm like, no, artificial protein is hard in your liver. And protein without carbs. It's hard on your body. It's not the, it's not the level of protein. It's the fact that you're having it by itself. Mm-hmm. So, and especially without fasting. When people are like, oh, I'm just going to eat like, protein like eight times a day. And I'm like, if that works, buddy, why is it the moment you stop, you turn into a little vegetable stick man? <laughs> if all carbs turn into fat why am I still muscular yeah <laughs> you know like I have been lifting heavy because I had a baby so anyways bitches I don't know thoughts thoughts too I'm sorry my little friends <laughs> no that's good that's good you know but no I'm just curious because I'm sure you get asked about that a lot right like that's probably a huge part of the conversation when you're training people about well like carbs diet nutrition oh yeah I mean, like working yeah, with yeah. clients right now and training Sorry. people like, what do you what do you assign them in the diet plan girl no i tell them calorie deficit that's all i tell them i go this is <laughs> i don't say anything. energy in I energy yeah out. i go yeah and i told them i go if you're honestly you're gonna be one of my clients you want to strength train you need carbs i'm like you cannot have eliminate carbs because you need energy, you need, you know, because I've actually had some clients who were like, oh, I'm going to go on keto. And when they come with training, with me, they're like, I'm so tired. I can't lift. I'm like, why can't you lift? Oh, I don't have any car. I'm like, oh, my God. I never told okay. you. Science. <laughs> so, okay. Vegans have a very high sugar, high carb diet, very low protein diet. And they're mm-hmm. usually pretty skinny. Vegans lose weight. I'm not saying they're healthy. And I'm no, I'm offending, triggering people. If you want to be vegan, cool. I support you. I have vegan friends that lift. It's all good. Mm-hmm. But this is my opinion on it. Take it or leave it. But what I have found is like the reason why they're still skinny is because it's calorie reduction. 
because vegetables aren't high in calories, right? Yeah. And especially yeah. the raw vegans, they're not adding any fat to it. So, you know, your body like can only use so much nutri- nutrients out of those vegetables and digest bioavailability so much. And so the rest just you kind of pee out. So it's like, if they're doing like a high vegetable, they're getting the energy from the fruit. They're usually sugar addicts because they're getting the energy from sugar, but, and, and then they have a lot of carbs and that's why they have some energy, but there's like, well, why are they skinny? I'm like, cause they, that, those foods don't have a lot of, um, uh, calories. And then if they're vegan triathletes, right? Like if you really heavy cardio, then they're just burning it off. Yep. So once again, energy in energy out exactly yeah so because people are so obsessed with keto and it's like i always say to them i'm like because doctors oh my god so i tell them is doing keto carnivore i'm not she was pregnant with my son right now the doctor in the yard because i had cramps he was like he's like oh that's your problem that's why you're fat what could say this to me because i do keto carnivore yeah i was like I want to get the oh shit. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like I need to get this shit on film. Oh yeah. Fuck. That's, uh, that's, that's crazy. That's like, crazy shit. Yeah, I'm like, dude, did you study sports nutrition? Mm-hmm. I always feel like I have to pull up my strongman videos. Like, look, I can pull a truck. I'm sure if I can pull a truck, I know how to eat, dumbass. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I don't, I don't mind having a little treat here and there because I, I know what I do. I take care of myself. Yeah. <laughs> eat your rice. Eat your rice. Your stir fry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, eat your rice. Eat your noodles. Mm, eat your noodles. Lou and I should have a ramen swap party. Like we just like mail each other like packets of ramen. Oh my god. Different flavors. You guys, you should send us some ramen. You know, yes, you mail it to me, and I'll mail it to Sue. Thank we'll you. We'll have like a little uh, ramen review video. Yeah. <laughs> and which carb, which ramen is the best before workout? Um yeah. so I mean you're so humble, you're so positive. It's like my favorite thing about you. Like I said, sweet Sue. Um, mm-hmm. your energy is so positive, so calming. Like, oh man, you'd be such an amazing mom. I'm just saying. And by the way, her husband and her are so in love. They've been together so long. It makes me so jelly. Like your <laughs> love story is so beautiful. I just think that you have it all. And I think that to me, you are the type of person that should be on a magazine of like you know, women to look up to of success and accomplishment. That's how I see you, you know, but I'm sure sure in this journey, because we're both heavyweights, right. Um, Mm -hmm. that we had, you know, maybe self-doubt because you do so much calisthenics training. You're so, so like insane, like it's so much balanced strength, but were there moments of doubt, you know, were there moments where I know you kind of briefly talked about like, can I do this? Can I be a personal trainer? Like what were those moments? And like, how did you overcome that? Yeah. Like, like I said, like, um for me to even think about like like I said even like becoming a personal trainer just like in a commercial gym you know like just to <laughs> put myself there that's not a certain size that everybody else thinks because you see a lot of trainers they're like either muscular they're like you know men women whatever right skinny but mm-hmm. I was like you know I'm gonna break this stereotype and I just said fuck it pretty much just like I'm gonna try it out I'm gonna see how it is and plus honestly just like um, when I when I when I got my first clients, it was actually a friend. Um, like you know, training her, I was like, oh okay, you know, and then trying that out, and then I'm getting another client and get another client, and then people are actually just like, girl, you're good. I'm like, well, thank you, thank you, you know. And then, yeah, and then and then the fact that and then the fact that you know, just I guess they see me around just in the gym doing my thing like no you know working out and just like 
you know, like I, they just, I guess they just like was in awe. And then I started, and I taught a class. I never thought I would teach a freaking, you know, I would run a hit class, like, you know, and, and, and my hit class, like probably had the most people in the class. Like I, I went up to like 21 people. I was like, shit. I know. And it was just, just me, just, you know, like programming this thing. And I honestly, like, I am, I'm honestly, I'm still in shock. Like I'm like, still can't believe like, I mean, I can't, I guess I can't believe, but now it's, (laughs) but it's just, it's just a nice thing. Like just to break that stereotype and just people are sick and tired of seeing it though. Like I'm sick and tired of seeing it. Honestly, like I really am. Like it's it's boring. I mean, I appreciate you. I appreciate your body. I respect it. I respect the training discipline. But I just mm-hmm. want to be around real real women, whatever you look like. You know what I mean? Whatever size you yeah. are, height, color, anything. I don't care. Yeah. Like I yeah. just want to see diversity. You know, yeah. up in the gym. And, right. Yeah. And also working on my fitness. You know, our gym, our gym, like our anytime fitness gym. Now we have like women who are all different shapes all different sizes becoming personal trainers now like they're just like i you know what i mean and then i just love it yeah it's it just, used to be this vibe of like oh yeah get a perfect body and then come to the gym and like um what yeah I'm looking for yeah. like trainer. yeah and then and i was always scared like um if like men like even men like not coming up to me and be like oh i don't want you as my trainer you know blah blah, blah. but actually you have men coming up to me and be like you know, can you train me, you know, strength training, things like that, and I was like, what, okay, okay, you know, things, so it's actually really, it's really, it's nice to hear, and I see in, in here, and just to kind of, like, yeah, this is, um, like, I remember when I started bodybuilding, I never went into, like, weightlifting rooms, because it's always, like, commercial gym I worked at was, like, on the third floor, and yeah. then you weren't allowed in there. It was like, you're, you're a girl. You're supposed to do step classes and teach group fitness. You're not allowed to lift heavy weights. I was not allowed in there. And when I started training for strongman, I was the only girl in the gym in that area training heavy weights. I was stronger than any of the guys in there. Like I was doing rows of like 350 pounds and shit. And like, I was maxing out machines. Like, oh, I can't remember what the exercise is called. I have a video best find on my Instagram, but I was like leaning forward. You're on your knees and you've got like the tricep rope like this and you're just doing a crunch basically on your knees oh yeah yeah and I was doing like 220 pounds and I was like how the fuck am I doing this like I've had a kid um I'm like twice the weight I was and that's when I was like you know what maybe I can touch a fucking barbell and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing when I first started like no clue and it wasn't set up for lifting and so like I would literally be like right by the stairs and people would be like coming in and out and behind me was like bench presses and I was like literally facing this like rack like like the barbells that have the weights preloaded on them yeah like the old school one inches and that's yeah. how I started training and I was just facing the bar and then like you said like guys started coming to me girls started coming up to me and and then um like one guy's like black guy came up to me and I was like doing like uh you know sitting leg press and he just kept adding plates and I, I and at the end I was like how the fuck do you lift that he's like you don't know how strong you are and that's what I'm trying to say is women we just don't know how strong we are because we've just never been talked to like that we've never been yeah encouraged you know yeah um and that's when I was like oh yeah maybe I can do this you know and then it just like kind of went from there and now I now it's like nothing but I remember I was like terrified of that room and I never ever thought I would go up there so yeah. um it's just key moments so I'm curious with your clients to do so many mobility exercises like uh when you're programming them 
and you because your squat and your bench your dead is so insane i want to know what specific exercises you do or you get clients to do that you've seen produces real results in terms of raising those numbers in squat dead and bench um so what i do like like i said like when i do their programs like i just always like you know proper warm-up obviously proper warm-up and then when they do their compounds uh, movement. So if they do whatever their, their heavy lift, always make sure they do accessories and they don't, at first they're like, you know, accessories. I'm like, yeah. So after you do your heavy lifts, you got to go. So for example, if you do deadlifts, we're going to go work your back. So pretty much your, your glutes, your hammies, your, your, you know, your upper back, everything like that. And then, and they're like, oh, okay. So then, you know, would they do that? So if it's leg day, we're going to work all your, your leg strength and all this and that. And then when it comes down to like, time to test when I tell them, okay, this is your week. You're going to rest. You're going to, you know, and these, and then these men and women are just hitting numbers. They never nope. thought they would hit. Oh. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> kind of froze for a sec, but yeah, they, and then they're like, holy crap. They're like, you know, I just, yeah. Oh my gosh. Technology is fighting with us. Yeah. Whole night. <laughs> insane. <laughs> but yeah. So they're just like, you know, like I said, like, so for them to program, I just program their like, um, the numbers that they need to hit for their, you know, percentage of their compounds and then their accessories, whatever it is that they need to work on to make. So I always say, you know, bigger the lats, the bigger the bench kind of thing. <laughs> bigger the lats, you know. <laughs> oh God, my head went so many ways that bigger the lats, the bigger the bench. <laughs> That's what I say. So or wait, whatever. Wait, I got more. See these lats want to look like me, want to feel like me, want to have women like me, between the lats. Yeah. <laughs> I freaking love lat folds. I don't know what it is. Oh, I love lats, man. I right? love it. One thing I heard is I hated shrugs because it would like hurt my neck. I think I like oh, yeah. my technique on shrugs just sucks. Like that's like the one thing. Shrugs like, oh. is, honestly, shrugs is in my program, but I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I did it at the beginning and I'm like, meh. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's good it's good but it, it it will help you but i mean yeah they're really so. good for things like farmers carry you know where you have to hold the weight and walk because yeah. technically in your farmies carry farmies farmies carry <laughs> mm -hmm. you have to walk and like you literally are doing that you're shrugging so i think yep. it makes sense for certain movements and that's yeah. why it's important to understand those patterns and how that would actually play out in strongman, you know, because like what, if you're training for powerlifting, it's like, it's basically bodybuilding. You know what I mean? It's bodybuilding with compound lifts, but yeah, yeah. strongman, you really have to work on those mobilities. So, um, when, so when you're talking about what you're training, how, how often do you test people? Like at what point do you think, Hey, I can move this person on to the next level right? Like yeah. how do you, what, how, what is your test? Wow. What, how is it put them on like, a, like an eight week kind of program? So yeah. And it all depends on like how many times they train with me. If it's twice or three times a week, then it'll be a little bit faster. But then if it's like, you know, once, yeah, just once or twice, then it might be a little bit longer. It all depends on, you know, and I tell them to, you have a membership. I need you to come in on your own. So, you know, you actually can build even more strength as to just coming with once or twice with me kind of thing. Cause if I honestly, if when I had, I started off with a personal trainer too. So when I had, you know, personal trainer, I was like, I want four times a week. That's how committed I was. So if you come in like three, four times a week, you're going to get stronger no matter what. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. Yeah. You'll I mean, get stronger. Like commit to it, you know, like honestly, like, um, 
I asked Sue to train me and that was the plan. I was going to also work with Janet. She's a referee. Uh, plan to have her on the show um, with the uh, powerlifting here in Manitoba. But oh, yeah, yeah. I got pregnant. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. we'll get there again. But I'm starting with basic foundations. So I'm not there. But um, I definitely want to work with you because I think for me, you know, as a person with disability and mobility issues, like I understand from a dad's perspective and I feel 90% confident, but I feel like you've mastered that science. So like I said, I really reach out, or sorry, I really recommend anyone listening to reach out to Sue because out of all the people I've ever followed or seen videos, Instagram, you know, influencers of every type and every like really successful ones, honestly, and it's not because she's on my show, you're the best I've seen like the stuff that I see you produce is such high quality like celebrity trainer quality that I'm like we need more coaches and trainers like you not just the commercial gyms but just in gyms in general like lifting gyms to work with women so male or female whoever's listening like I said um I highly recommend her you know you totally do a virtual program with you too don't have to be in person um so how do they can you tell us how they find you girl how do they find you? how to reach out connect What's your preferred method of contact? <laughs> well, they can just honestly, they can message me on Instagram. So go on my Instagram, Sue Cooks and List. Um, <laughs> I will give you my email, but my email is oneofatai at hotmail.com. But I mean, you can email me too. So <laughs> I'll put that on the screen. Just, uh, no, no, she's married, people. Don't be like, hey, could you cook for me? <laughs> like yeah you're gonna get a sandwich from my closed down kitchen you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so you know I really appreciate you sharing your story um I like I said you're so inspirational I'm so thankful for you um I just dramatically changed my life and I just want you ladies to know all it takes is you know a bit of time in the gym and then these people come around you and these things help you and then before you know it, you're lifting you're winning competitions and it's having a positive effect on your life. So don't worry about the starting process. I think personally, from most people I've talked to, um, in my experience, like, you know, it takes three months to kind of get your, your head around it all and get yeah. comfortable with it, but don't quit in that three month process, you know? Yeah. Yes. So leads us to the, the ending of this theme today, um, upping your training game. What can people do to up their training game now? If they're, you know, they've gotten comfortable where they live in a home or gym, um, yeah with weights and they're you know wanting to compete in their amateurs and strength sports what would you recommend um they do to up their game training game? uh well i honestly like for myself like to up my training game i actually make sure now that i actually have time for myself like and i know there's you know everyone has stress in their life um but you know you just got to try to like use that gym as your therapy um and get a lot of rest because i know there was times where like i was only getting like four hours sleep in the summer things like that and it took away from a lot of my you know training and things like that but now that i'm actually making sure that i have time that i actually give self myself time to actually train and actually put in work this time and not half-assing it you know what i mean so yeah, you want to go in there and like, Hey, this is my two hours, whatever it is, one hour, two hours. This is my time. I'm going to go and freaking lift shit up. Cause that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And then make, make, make time for yourself. That's what I always say. Don't, you know, it's just, uh, especially if you're mom, man, I know I say this every podcast episode, but like, yeah. honestly, women, like, 
you know, you, you work your ass off to make these beautiful meals for your kids. You plan their education activities and all. You plan how to support this. Because you spend so much time taking care of others. And why should you apologize or feel ashamed? Like, you know what? I really don't understand that. My husband's sleeping. They're all sleeping right now. They're all happy. They're all fed. They're all good. Why does it matter if I'm down in my basement training in the gym? I mean, I do definitely agree. Like, I do skip days if I think, like, because I have a baby. Like, and 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 women please like if you have young kids it's a totally different ball game when your kids are five now if your kids under five just do as much as you can don't beat yourself up don't overweigh yourself don't over beat yourself up for calories like once again you know what I mean like as long as it's always that 80 20 rule right just keep going keep showing up keep you know motivating yourself don't give up I think to me what's up to training your game is like you said self-care if you're not taking care of yourself like baths I used to jump out of the bath. My husband was with my baby and I heard him crying. I'm like, because oh, women, it's a science. Yeah. I mean, sex is generous, but you know, women, we, that's, it's a, it's a given ability to just sense the baby, what it needs exactly, you know, a little bit faster. Yeah. And I used to hop out of the bathtub and I'd get so resentful and angry and then he'd get to sleep and I'd be like, oh. now yeah. I don't do that. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to have my bath. I'm going to wash yeah. my hair. You know what that's I mean? I'm going to do my foam rolling. I'm going to have my meal, baby, you can wait because yeah, I just couldn't like, I just couldn't do it anymore. And, um, I didn't want to be this time around with the second kid. I don't want to be angry at my kid. I didn't want to be resentful of my husband. And, um, especially with this lockdown moms, a lot of us moms are locked in. It's not healthy. It's not normal to be completely raising baby by yourself with no other women or babies around you. It's not good for the kids either. So I feel like, you know, especially now, like women, like, whether or not whether or not you have kids but like take care of yourself you know it's one thing I've learned in life is if you don't because I've been sick I've been unhealthy um health is wealth yeah and you got to take care of you at the end of the end oh. day like you said you can't take care of anyone else if you don't take care of you so value yeah. yourself like you're gold you're a diamond you know straight yeah. up sorry you I'm so good at preaching emotional yeah like you just gotta do it you gotta do it even if it's one hour it's your me time yep totally I mean I'm definitely a lot happier I sleep better and I'm I'm just more motivated changed the whole tone of my week meal prepping because then I'm like I have no excuses the food's in the fridge like I meal prep today so I don't have to cook again till Wednesday there you go it's done and then I don't have to make excuses I didn't know eat all day because I was living off protein shakes and water because I like uh, I was trying to take care of the baby and I'm skipping meals and I was just exhausted and I was like you know what I meal prep here's the baby and then I give them to the hubby and um, then I just want to wake up in the morning and everything gets done I've done all my work house is clean I've eaten because I just have to pull out of the fridge either put on a plate or toss in the microwave done so yeah like it's it's investing yourself right meal prep yeah. is investing in yourself yeah. it's not a tour it's not because you're trying to fit into some body type or whatever I don't care yeah. It's not about that. You know what I mean? People totally. <laughs> <laughs> say like how you lift and like we're like you lift and you don't get paid, you strong men get injured and it's like the memes, you know, like you don't get it. <laughs> you yeah, I don't, I know. <laughs> so we, so we love it. It's just I don't know. It's just but really then good. it's like so many people like same things they said to you, said to me, like, don't do it, you can get hurt or why and then as soon as they start seeing results and then all of a sudden these people start following me or comment on my Instagram, like people from my past, like haters and friends and I just thought that was really interesting. And then they wanted to lift heavy. And I was like, cool, man. Like, I hope you get, like, I hope you get healthy. I hope you get happy, you know? Yeah. So I think Charmaine does. Right. 
love teaches you. But yeah, so anyways, like I want to say thank you for being on our show today. Thank you for having me. You're amazing. I really can't wait to no other way around. Mm -hmm. I really can't wait to get this like uh panda outfit and we're so doing this TikTok thing because I've wanted to so long. Um and uh yeah, so like please visit our website, uh Panda Strong Podcast com. it's going to just be panda strong podcast when i launch our merch store in a few weeks uh follow us on ig and facebook please uh if you like what you're listening to share it because it's you know you never know what woman you could help and um and another way to really create awareness and, and get this out to people is to give us a five-star rating so if you're on apple you know um podcast spotify whatever just give it a little click and uh like i said we're on we're on apple spotify google all you gotta do is search panda strong podcast um and uh, you can get 24 hours 24 7 access to coupon code so on our strong women of canada group there's tons of lifters and people who have access to that um i've also posted like diy powerlifting strongman equipment a really cool thing is i'm going to be making all this stuff in the spring and recording mm-hmm. videos of it so you guys can laugh at my pain um and i'm going to be testing glitter on implements so we'll see i might get some glitter in my eye might be a bad idea we'll find out